You're listening to Soundside. I'm Libby Denkman. Each December, native tribes throughout the Pacific Northwest mark the winter solstice with what's known as Indian New Year's. The festivities include a feast commemorating the shortest day of the year, the return of longer days, and eventually springtime harvests. Northwest News Network's Anna King was recently invited to one celebration at a longhouse in Mission, Oregon. That's just over the Washington-Oregon border on the Confederated Tribes of the Umatilla Indian Reservation. Hi, Anna. Welcome back to Soundside. Hey, Libby. So, Anna, what brought you out to the Confederated Tribes of the Umatilla Indian Reservation? Well, it was Indian New Year, or what, what's called Indian New Year. And it's also known as the day that the sun turns around. It marks the winter solstice. And it's a day to prepare for the coming busy year of gathering, hunting, and fishing for the tribes. And they have a large ceremony and a feast in the longhouse, which is a religious and community building in the center of the reservation. So what does this celebration look like? We're getting ready for Indian New Year's, for our dinner for Indian New Year's. So there's this huge meal to prepare for hundreds of people. The day I was there, they had to keep adding these tables because more and more people kept coming in. And one of the people I spoke to was Kola Shippentower. Good evening. My name is Kola Shippentower. My Indian name is Tamhaya. She's braiding her son's long hair. My two boys that do have long hair, I usually am the only one that braids their hair. Being their mom, our boys' hair is really special, and so... With every braid, I usually say a prayer for them every morning as they go out in their day, whether they're going to school or whatever the case may be. But for tonight, it's preparing for services for the Indian New Year. She was taking great care in in making those braids. At the Indian New Year, everyone takes special care to dress up a bit more than usual So new dresses, new hair ties, new shell earrings are all shown off. And then food is an important part of the celebration. There was a massive grill with salmon. There was wild meat along with servings of choke cherries and huckleberries. I don't put a timer on, I'll forget. I know, me too. One woman, Trinette Minthorn, said she missed her grandmas, the people who loved being in the longhouse before her, And they taught her how to do this, how to feed hundreds of people all together. It's just exciting to be a part of the big picture to help, you know, to help, you know, do our little part that we can to be a food gatherer for our community. It's very humbling work. It's very hard work. But, you know, the rewards we'll see in the end. I've known Trinette for many years, but it's amazing how she and all the women are really calm despite these hordes of people coming to eat. They're preparing everything in the kitchen at the same time. The salmon, the huckleberries, the choke cherries, the native roots, the wild meat are all served by people who grab bowls and then run through the longhouse and place them on the tables. So the turkey's in, the meatloaf's in, the hams are in. And then after all the traditional foods are placed on the tables, then 
the fry bread, the potato salads, the cake, the other non-traditional foods are all added to the tables to feed so many people. It's weird to see how you transition when you get older, you know, because now we're in those spots. <laughs> to where we used to, like, just stand back and, you know, look and help where we were needed. And, you know, I really, I really miss my grandma because it just seemed like it was always her favorite just everything about the longhouse was her favorite. And I understand that now. And it makes me, makes me miss her, but I'm glad that I'm still doing what she taught us. And I'm passing that on to my daughter. So food is a huge part of New Year's celebrations everywhere. And you can hear in Trinette's voice her emotions about how making and serving this feast connects her to memories of her grandmother. What else was going on, Anna? Can you walk us through the festivities? I wasn't allowed to record sound or video for this part of the ceremony because it's such a sacred part of of their religious services. But basically, a whole line of men at the west end of the longhouse sing and drum, and there needs to be at least seven men there to drum. And then the women stand on one side of the longhouse and the men stand on the other side of the longhouse. And then there's this open clay wash or rectangle of earth in the middle of the floor, Libby. And Armin Minthorn says it lights up when people dance and sing. He's the religious and spiritual leader. And he says the earth lights up when people come and dance and sing. The Indian New Year, for us, the shortest day of the year, it marks a change with our Mother Nature. And like the old people would say, the sun, it turns around and it begins to shine a new light. And it's for our Indian food. Just like any time anybody wants to celebrate, they come for their family and their friends And they're dancing and singing as a prayer to offer their good thoughts to the Creator. They're honoring what they call their sister and brother foods that have come back to feed the people. They believe that their ancestors are coming back through the salmon, through the roots, through the berries and the elk to help them, to keep them strong. They're working on their lives as they come to the ceremony. It's it's part of the work of their life. And they sing for the food to be plentiful, to sustain them through the new year. And then there we go again and again and again. So it never ends. It never ends. We're always preparing. We're always getting ready for something. But it's with song and ceremony. These ceremonies echo their ancestors, Minthorn told me, that they have these same songs and ceremonies for thousands of years, and they're still doing the same today. This celebration concludes with its own marking of the new year. What happened, Anna? All of the people started to sing and to dance and to drum, and 
everybody gathered on the center of the longhouse in their wing dresses, ribbon shirts, buckskins, and beadwork, even those elders who had stayed on the sidelines for a little while because it's very hard work to do this dancing and, and to be in the center of the wash. They even came into the wash and started to dance as well. And it was just incredible, Libby, to see 200 people all together dancing to the same rhythm in the longhouse in one giant circle at the new year. But we go around like that. It, it makes us closer can show us that the person to my right, I have their back. I support them. Armin Minthorn, who's again the spiritual leader, he told me that the ceremonies are a greeting to the traditional foods that will soon reemerge. But too, as we go around in this direction, it's the same way the earth turns and we turn as well. As we go around, we recognize this land. It's always moving. Is there anything else you want to leave listeners with about the Indian New Year celebration on the Confederated Tribes of the Umatilla Indian Reservation? I think uh, one thing I'd just like to mention is that since I've been going here for many years and going to different ceremonies, ceremonies for the roots, ceremony for the wild celery, ceremonies for the huckleberries. They have gotten me a dish towel and told me to start helping. And so I wash dishes and help and cook and prep some of the foods as I'm reporting these stories to help in this big celebration. Every hand is needed to feed two to 300 people. And I've been returning to the same longhouse for 20 years and, and knowing many of the same people. And in that time, it's been a real honor to report on, on this community. And I've been only to one other Indian New Year once before. And it's just felt really great to know that as the sunlight hours begin to stretch again, the foods will return to the Northwest and that the wild celery, the bitterroots, the salmon, the deer, the elk, the choke cherries, and the huckleberries will start to come again. And this is the very start of the calendar. And the next food to be honored will be the wild celery called Latitlatit. And every food is honored with a religious ceremony as we click through the year. Anna King is a correspondent covering East of the Cascades in Washington State and Oregon for the Northwest News Network. Anna, thank you very much. Thanks, Libby. Thanks for listening to Soundside. This show is only possible because listeners support us. If you're able to give right now, please check out the show notes for a link to donate. And don't forget, you can listen live on KUOW 94.9 FM Seattle at noon and 8 p.m. Monday through Thursday or anytime online at KUOW.org.